American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. A voice from the past. He's alive! Good morning, Dr. History. Good morning, and... And by the way, before I forget, thank you for the card. Well, my friend, you mean a lot to us, and you mean a lot to this program, and I know you've been under the weather uh, with pneumonia, and our best uh, wishes to you for a complete recovery. Well, I appreciate that, and if, if my voice starts getting a little higher, I may have to stop and take a little drink and uh, keep going. Well, they'll just think I've got Pee Wee Herman on the air. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How you doing? Well, I'm doing good, and here's the game plan for this morning. As you know, Doctor, we have so many different ads right now for political season that we're going to take a couple of breaks during your story this morning, so don't be offended if I have to interrupt. Okay, not a problem. All right, and I'll tell you what, let me, let me quickly start off by one more commercial and then I'll turn it over to you, okay? Sounds good. Want to remind everybody about Let's Ride Highway 24 between Rupert and Burley. That is definitely where the fun is sold. They're open Tuesdays through Saturdays from 9 to 6 and they're closed on Sunday and Mondays. Check out all the four-wheelers, all the ATVs, Suzuki, Kawasaki, Can-Am, all the irrigation four-wheelers for the farmers, street bike, dirt bikes, all the accessories. Wow! That is where the fun is sold. At Let's Ride Highway 24 between Rupert and Burley, you stop in and see them today. And now, back from a long hiatus, we're glad to have him here, Dr. History. Thanks, Ed. Uh, we're going to talk about a pretty famous person I think most people have heard about, Bell Starr. Oh, yes. Wild Bell. Bill Hickok's girlfriend. Well, uh, not quite. <laughs> oh, well, that was Calamity Jane, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But among the women of the Wild West, only Calamity Jane really attained the degree of notoriety that Bell Star had, and they called her the Bandit Queen. Mm-hmm. But the, and they called her also the female Jessie James. She was called, but she started out life as Myra Maybell Shirley in 1848 in Carthage, Missouri. Okay. Her father John Shirley was a farmer. He owned and operated a hotel there in Carthage, and. Uh, um, they called her May for some reason for a while until she became known as Belle. Okay. But, uh, she was educated at uh, the Carthage Female Academy. She was quite well read. She also learned to become a competent pianist. And during the Civil War, her brother, Bud, rode as a Southern guerrilla until he was killed in 1864. Mm. Well, within a few months, John Shirley, the dad, uh, he was pretty sickened over the loss of his son and with the disruption of his business, he sold his property, and he moved to Texas, where another son, uh, Preston, had lived near Dallas. Now, the Shirley family traveled to Texas in two Conestoga wagons, and one was driven by 16-year-old Belle, or Myra, if you want to call it that. But uh, we're going to refer to her as Belle. From oh, yeah, go ahead for simplicity's sake. Yeah, so we don't uh, confuse people. Sure. But, so she actually drove a Conestoga wagon, at age 16, out to Dallas, Texas. So, after the war, Bell fell in love with a guy named Jim Reed. And this was the first of one of many mistakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this guy was a former family acquaintance from Missouri, and his credentials included uh, service as a guerrilla raider 
but they married in Dallas and uh, in 1866, and uh, Belle and Jim moved to his parents' home or his home uh, in Missouri a year later. Well, uh, Belle gave birth to a daughter, and the girl was named Rosie Lee, but they called her Pearl for whatever reason. So Jim Reed, her husband, uh, as I mentioned, this was a little bit of a mistake. He had more interest in horse racing and gambling than he did in farming, and he became involved with a group of people called Tom Starr. And this is where the star name starts coming. Oh, the plot thickens. It gets thicker. So Tom Starr was kind of the head of a gang of wrestlers, and he was actually a Cherokee, Tom Starr was. And he trafficked in stolen livestock and illegal whiskey uh, from a family stronghold. Oh, kind of one of your uh, neighborhood people like uh, Barack Obama or somebody like that. Yeah, he's just kind of got this little stronghold, you know, that he... Uh, uh, but uh, a little thing different than Obama, uh, Tom wore an accessory around uh, his neck, and it was a rawhide necklace strung with the dried earlobes of men that he had killed. Oh, my... Really? Well, an interesting accessory to his uh, wardrobe. Holy smokes, that's that's gruesome. <laughs> well, that is. Like I say, Tom was kind of a desperado-type guy, but uh, he had a son named Sam. Okay, now Sam's going to come into the picture here in a little bit. Okay. Okay. Now, the family stronghold uh, of the Star family was located in the Cherokee Nation, and it was a place that they called Younger's Bend because of Cole Younger mm-hmm. and Jesse James because they used to go in there and hide out and there's actually kind of some rumors that that uh, Bell's first love really was uh, Cole Younger and that he really was the father of this little girl but Cole Younger denied all that oh a soap opera in Missouri yeah yeah and Cole being the guy he was you know you can trust anything that he said absolutely so but with such wild companions uh, Bell's husband Jim he engaged in rustling and whiskey running and killing a few people here and there. And Well, when warrants were issued for his arrest, he fled to California. And when he was out there, he was joined by Belle and the little girl, Pearl. And while they were out there, they had another child, a little boy named James. Well, a month later, Jim, Jim was charged with uh, passing counterfeit currency, and he left California, taking Belle and the two babies, and uh, they headed back to Texas. So now we're back in Texas. Okay. Okay. Now the Reeds, Jim and Belle, settled uh, on a farm, and uh, it was actually set up by Belle's dad. He kind of set him up in a farm, and Jim was a wanted man. He couldn't stay out of trouble, and so in 1873, Reed and two other guys uh, robbed a, a guy and beat the heck out of him. And Anyway, during this period... Uh, her husband, Reed, wasn't exactly a faithful husband, if you want to call it that. He, uh, uh, so, anyway, uh, the following April, Reed was part of another small gang that pulled a stagecoach hold up, and the reward money for Jim Reed was getting bigger and bigger. Well, he was really a community action service-oriented type person, wasn't he? <laughs> you, can't, you can't say he wasn't industrious. Oh, my. He wasn't lazy. <laughs> he was not in the wrong direction. No, he wasn't one of those occupiers. He went out and stole everything yeah, by himself. Yeah, yeah. wait around for the, for the government check. Sure. You know, you just go take it. So, anyway, he shot his way out of one arrest attempt, and he escaped from a posse, headed back to Texas, and he was finally killed. Uh, in Texas near a place called Paris, and I don't know if you know where that is. Yes, I do. Paris, Texas. I've been there. Okay. 
Well, Belle testified that her husband pretty well, pretty well left her destitute, and uh, she had this farm there, but and she tried to rent it out, but she just couldn't make things work very good. But she did manage to send Pearl to a school in Dallas, and, uh, and then Belle's father died, and this is where she drifted into Indian territory where she married. Sam Starr. Okay, now stop right there. That's a good where. That's a good place to stop for a commercial break. Okay. This is where Bell Starr got her last name as she married Sam, right? Yep. Okay, yep. stand by. The continuing saga of another Missourian gone bad. Bell Starr will be right back. Is that right? Okay. Okay. And now. As we left the story moments ago, we noticed that Belle Star is going to adopt the star name by marrying Sam, I believe, in Oklahoma. Let's take it away. Sam Star, handsome man, four years younger than Belle, uh, but she was now married to a Cherokee, so she was now officially a citizen of the Cherokee Nation. Well, Sam built a log cabin uh, at Younger's Bend, the same place, uh, and they approached to to the star home followed a narrow creek which they named Bell Star Creek. Now, I mentioned earlier, Jesse James later later hit out here at uh, Younger's Bend and and this caused a few of the local people to kind of not uh, think too highly. Uh, and Bell kind of complained a little. She said, my home became known as an outlaw ranch and she said, I am the constant theme of slanderous tongues supposedly because of her refusal to let her neighbors hunt game on the star property. property. But you know how this happens. Uh, I mean, some of the slanderous tongues apparently belong to the ladies, quote, of higher station in town. You don't mean those wagging tongues of those people that think they're better than other people. Can you, can you imagine? No. And, uh, anyway, so, you know, she said, so long had I been estranged from the society of women, and she says, whom I thoroughly detest, but I thought I would find it irksome to live in their midst. So I think she liked living out there at Younger's Band. You know, did you notice the, the language you just used, the verbiage? You know, uh, those people in the West were very articulate and used extremely interesting words in their sentences. Yes, they did. And Bell was this way. And as I mentioned earlier, she was educated in a, in a school. I mean, she wasn't uh, illiterate by any means. Yeah. But, uh, and Bell sometimes would tend to sick neighbors as she would occasionally share her favorite recipes with other women, but uncovering her personality as with a lot of these things in the Old West is a little bit hard. She would sometimes wander off and spend a day just reading, uh, or she once she had a piano, she would sometimes spend hours just playing the piano. Mm. So, again, her reputation maybe isn't really what she was, but and then her relationship with her children seems a little bit contradictory. I mean, she really doted on her daughter Pearl, but when uh, Pearl had an illegitimate baby, Belle arranged to have the infant adopted without Pearl's knowledge. And then her son, Eddie, he spent a lot of time with his grandparents, and it says here that, that uh, Belle used to kind of kind of knock him around a little bit. Oh, really? Now, wait a minute, Eddie. That's not the name of somebody from the Old West. I mean, Eddie Starr sounds like he ought to be in a rock band someplace. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But, you know, whether he deserves getting knocked around, I don't know. But anyway. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. 
And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Well, so here we are. We're in 1882. Bell and Sam Starr were arrested for the theft of two horses and bound over to the Fort Smith court uh, of the famous hanging judge, Parker. Uh, Oh, I remember him. Yeah. Now, because of Bell's previous marriage to a criminal and the appearance of Jesse James and Younger, all these things were sensationalized, and they called her the queen of the bandit, horse thieves, and one thing or another. But anyway, the courtroom was packed during the four-day trial, and Bell and Sam were declared guilty. And because there had been no previous convictions, Judge Parker was actually pretty lenient. He sentences Bell and Starr to just one year in uh, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Well, Bell promised that she would never again be placed in a situation like that. She, she learned her lesson, and actually they were released after only nine months. So they returned to Younger's Band and resume, resumed farm work. And Bell hired a piano teacher for her children, and, you know, things were going pretty good. So, but by 1885, Sam returned to robbery and horse rustling, and he hit, hit out around Younger's Band where he was sheltered by relatives and friends. Um, and as an ex-convict, uh, De- Bell was naturally looked upon with suspicion. Well, that year, Bell consented to something she probably shouldn't have done. She consented to pose for a photograph in Fort Smith with a convicted murderer named Blue Duck. Oh. Okay, so Bell was told that would have make, make Blue Duck feel better because he was going to be hung. Uh-huh. What his lawyer really wanted was to call attention to his client. Well, it worked because Judge Parker commuted the sentence to life in prison instead of hanging this guy. So, anyway, when Bell Star posed with Blue Duck, uh, I've got a picture of it here, and she looks a lot older than her 38 years. Now, was she, a, um, was she an attractive woman at all? I can't remember what she looked like. You know, the picture I've got here with her at age 38, she looks pretty rough. I've got another picture of her sitting side saddle on a horse, and she's got uh, pistols on both sides. Uh, now, when she was young, I've got another picture. Again, she's holding two pistols, and... She looks pretty good. Yeah. She's younger, but she I think she aged fairly quick. Boy, those wet saddle blankets at 38, huh? <laughs> well, now, her daughter Pearl, I'll have a picture here of her, and she looks actually quite nice. She looks well, quite pretty. Well, now, tell us a little bit more quickly, because we're running out of time. Okay. Blue Duck, and if anybody remembers uh, the, the famous film, Lonesome Dove, you'll remember the terminology, Blue Duck. Okay, and we're going to leave him, actually, right now. Oh. Uh, Boy, that was quick. In 1886, Sam Starr was jumped by a posse. He was wounded. He escaped, uh, but Bell persuaded him to surrender. Well, his trial was postponed for about a year, and during this period, Sam's father, old Tom, the one with the necklace around his neck, was sent to prison for whiskey running, and considering all his bad luck, uh, Sam got in a fight with a guy named Frank West at a Christmas dance. Uh, Sam and this West guy went for their guns. Both men uh, shot each other fatally. So once again, Belle is a widow, now bearing her second husband. 
So with Sam dead, Bell's claim to their Younger's Bend property was kind of in jeopardy, according to Cherokee law. Mm-hmm. Well, Bell solved this problem by acquiring another Native American husband. Oh, that's easy. You know, just marry into it. Marry another uh, Cherokee, Jim July. Oh, there's a name for you. <laughs> yeah, Jim, at least that's better than Eddie. He was born in August. <laughs> but, and he was actually 15 years younger than Bell. Ah, she robbed the cradle again. <laughs> and this didn't sit too good with her kids. Uh, the kids both fell into trouble. Pearl turned to prostitution. Eddie was arrested for horse thief. And so her kids didn't exactly turn out to be the uh, best of I can hear the but, kids, the little kids saying, Daddy, come out of the sandbox. It's time for supper. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so anyway, so here we are, 1888. Uh, while riding on an errand, Belle was shot out of the saddle in an ambush. Oh, no. As she tried to get up, the bushwhacker finished her off with the second barrel of his shotgun. Oh, no. And the likeliest suspect was a guy by the name of Edgar Watson. This oh. was a neighbor who had clashed with Bell, uh, and he was arrested, but he was acquitted, and the killer never was really officially determined, but... Belle was buried near her cabin, and uh, she spent her life, you know, with lawless men, violent men, her taste in men, obviously not real good, you know, thieves and killers. And yeah. her relationships with her children was troubled. Uh, so her reputation as a bandit queen was, in my opinion, I think it was kind of exaggerated. But now, how old was she? She served time as a, a convicted felon. But, yeah. You know, she... She did what she had to do back in those days. Now, how old was she when she met her demise? Well, let's see. She was born in 1848, died in 1888, so 40 years. Oh, isn't that something? <clears throat> 40 years. Yeah. And really, she was coming into the prime of her life until she looked down the barrel of a double-odd shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, and you think about the women of the Old West. I mean, we always talk about the men, what they did. But you think of settling of the Old West, the women... Uh, the next article I've got here talks about the homesteading women and how, yeah. you know, how tough that was. The sod houses and uh, the loneliness, you know. Yeah, I mean, you really laid that out good about Bell Star, but you know, there seems to be a lot of very unsavory characters coming out of Missouri. <laughs> you know, it, it's an interesting story. I, you know, and again, this is kind of a summary of one person's idea about Bell Star and. In some ways, I think she was a little bit of a victim of circumstances. Okay, but now you gotta you got to tantalize us just a little bit. Please, please, don't leave us hanging like a cereal on Saturday morning back in the 50s. What happened to Blue Duck? <laughs> you know, that's not the question I was expecting. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that boy. Well, you're supposed to know everything, Dr. History. You've been on medication for the last three weeks. I know, that's why I'm a little groggy here. <laughs> I did have a patient bring me by three magazines from 1973, 74, the Old West magazine. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to look through that and see what I can find for next week, though. Yeah, but you got to go back to Blue Duck. we got to find Now, I know the Blue Duck, really, according to the movie Lonesome Dove that followed quite a bit of history, he did die of a broken neck jumping out of a second-floor jail cell. Oh, is that right? That's what I know. Uh, now, see, I haven't heard really anything about Blue Duck. Oh, he was so. a bad dude. He was a bad dude. He was not going to graduate as the leader of the class. Now, just looking at a picture of him with Bell, he looks like he may be Indian. Oh, yeah, you think? <laughs> I don't yeah. know too many guys in Murtaugh that go by the name of Blue Duck. 
<laughs> well, I'm suspecting that that's what he did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, interesting. He ended up being a dead duck. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. All kidding aside, it is really a treat and a pleasure to have you back among the living. I know that you were very gracious, and you tried last week. You said you'd give it a try, but uh, I'm so glad that God blessed you with some better health, and you're doing better because you're a very integral part of our program. And I just want to say thank you for coming back on. You bet. I'm. I missed it. I so I'm glad to be back and. Uh uh, hopefully have a good story for next week. And this would have never happened if you'd have taken my advice on how to cure the common cold. <laughs> I know what that advice was. Okay. I might have started turning into a habit. <laughs> God bless you, man. Thanks. You have a good day. Sir. All right. Take care. Bye. Dr. History, Dr. Ken Turner, really a very, very nice man. Very nice man.